Well, space tourism will soon go from science fiction to a reality. But I know a lot of people are wondering, am I really going to strap myself to a rocket and propel up into space? Because if you're like me, I get a little nauseous. Well, there is a company out there called Space Perspective that has a different idea, a gentler idea, maybe a little more luxurious as well, to get you into space in a different way via balloon. So we're talking to the founder and co-CEO, Jane Pointer, today. Glad to have you with us on Florida's Fourth Estate. My name's Matt Austin. Ginger is off this week, and she is in Mexico right now. But before you get jealous of her, I want to tell you two things. She's allergic to the sun, and she doesn't drink very much. Why she's going to Mexico, I have no idea. She's probably going to have a miserable time and be excited to see us. But instead, we've got Jane Pointer this week. Jane, thank you so much for joining us for Florida's Fourth Estate. Hi there, Matt. It's fun to be with you. Oh, yeah. Yeah, we're going to have a good time today. I'm excited about talking about this business that you have. So... Give us the, the crux of the situation. You're going to basically use a huge balloon to lift people up into space. That's exactly right. It's right from the Space Coast. So we use an enormous balloon that is the, the size of a football stadium. Literally, you could pick up a football stadium and spin it around inside once that balloon is at full altitude. And that balloon allows us to very gently and slowly carry this very comfortable capsule up to space. And the capsule is for eight people and a pilot. And you can see people in this uh, video here are up walking around, they're having their beverage, they're looking out at this incredible view of Earth in space. And it's about a six hour journey, about two, the initial flight is anyway, about two hours up, two hours at the top and two hours back down. And really it's about seeing our home from space, which is, you know, from what astronauts tell us is gonna be the most incredible experience for people. Yeah, it looks pretty fantastic. I mean, it's it's an interesting way to do it. I'm curious. So in this rendering and for the plan, how high are you going to get people up? That's not going to be an anti-gravity situation, right? No, you do not need to deal with gravity because we're going so slowly. Right. So that that's part of the beauty here. It is so gentle and smooth. And so we're going above 99 percent of the atmosphere. So that's 20 miles up. And from up there, uh, launching from, uh, say, Kennedy Space Center, which is one of the places we want to launch from, uh, you'll be able to look out across Florida, all the way down to the Keys, over to the Bahamas. I mean, it's just going to be the most ridiculously amazing view. So when you talk to astronauts and you say, hey, what's the most exciting view to see from space? If you were to really point out something specific that you love to see from space, and after they have said, well, everywhere, of course, if you really yeah. drill in, a lot of them say where the land meets the sea. And that's because you get the most incredible colors where you've seen the images, right, of, of the Keys or the Bahamas uh, in the ocean. And it just looks amazing. And so they'll be able to see that from space. And then, of course, also they also talk about being able to see something you recognize. You know, for most Americans, you're going to, you know, for every American, you you recognize Florida in an instant. And so I think uh, we're really thrilled to be able to launch from 
three different uh, launch sites. There's actually three spaceports already licensed here in Florida that we'll be uh, launching from. So I'm curious with this all starting, we have tons of companies that start these days and they show the beautiful renderings, but many of them don't have the tech. Do you guys have mm -hmm. any of the tech? Where are we in the development of this balloon and this capsule? Love this question, Matt. So absolutely. So one of the beauties of this thing is the tech has been extremely well tested. So let's start out at the top. So you've got that huge balloon. It's the kind of balloon that NASA has flown thousands of times over decades. So it's very well understood. My team has flown it many times. Uh, and in fact, we did a full test flight of the vehicle last year. And this is an image that we took from full altitude during our test flight. Uh, and then if you calm down, of course, there's the capsule at the bottom. You know, it's it's a spacecraft, uh, but that is a relatively simple spacecraft by all, all intents and purposes. And Tabor McCallum and I have been building technologies for spacecraft and spacesuits for decades. So so that actually we're, we're starting building our capsule now, which is exciting. Uh, and uh, then in between the two is a, a set of parachutes. We call it the reserve descent system. But it's parachutes that you would see, for example, when uh, the dragon capsule splashes and you see the, those parachutes open up. Those kinds of parachutes have been flown also thousands of times from space or from the kinds of altitudes that we're flying from. Uh, and uh, that is just the backup system. So for us, those parachutes are all by themselves incredibly safe and well tested. And they're only the backup system because our, our spacecraft, the capsule that you see right there on the image is continuously attached to the balloon. We go up under the balloon and we come back down under the balloon. And that's one of the things that we were testing in our test flight last year. And you're gonna see us get back into testing later this year as well. So this is so interesting to take a look at this and to see where different people are gonna take technology mm -hmm. to get tourists up into space. This is going to be sort of a luxury. When I was reading through your website, which we were just showing, I noticed there was champagne involved in this and comfortable chairs. What are you guys going for with this? So we, what we're wanting to do is, is make space accessible to more people than ever before. And so a part of that is of course making it incredibly safe and then making it really comfortable so we've really reimagined spaceflight i think you know when we think about space most of us think about the right stuff we think about getting into a spacesuit and you know all of the training that goes along with that you know even uh when you go on some of these uh other suborbital flights that we've seen recently uh, with the rocket-based flights, uh, there's a lot of that involved. And so we've completely reimagined that to be very gentle and comfortable. And of course, that allows us to include amenities like a loo. There's going to be the loo with the best view in the universe and a bar. <laughs> uh, so, so you'll be able to uh, be served a drink or get up and move around uh, the cabin and get your own drink to look out at this uh, amazing view and spend the time with your loved ones so your loved ones might go with you uh 
uh, we're finding that a fair number of these capsules are actually being bought as entire capsules with people wanting to go with their friends, their family, their business colleagues. But then also we're going to have Wi-Fi on board so that you can be in constant communication with people on the ground if you want to be. So we, this is really a social event. Okay, people are going to want to FaceTime some folks or do a okay. Facebook Live and they'll be able to, which is pretty incredible. I want to touch back on something you started to mention. So I was talking to people about this particular situation, your business, and I was saying a giant balloon is going to take you up to the edge of space. And they were like, well, what if the balloon pops? That's oh, the yeah. big worry that they have. So there are safety systems in place in case, say, a piece of space junk tore through the balloon. Just tell us a little bit about that. Ease some nerves. Yeah. So uh, as I was saying a minute ago, uh, sort of the, the baseline of this is that the technologies themselves are inherently safe, right? So they've been flown thousands of times by NASA, other governments around the world, and, and, and many other organizations, including our team. So we start out with a very safe baseline. So then, of course, you have to build in all of these redundancies. Uh, so we're lucky enough that we are actually at an altitude where space junk, the big topic of the day for a low Earth orbit, is not really an issue for us. However, we still have to have a contingency in the unlikely event something happens with the balloon. Uh, and so, as I was saying earlier, between the balloon and the capsule, there are these set of parachutes that will take over and bring the capsule down in the, uh, in the event we have to separate from the balloon. Okay. All right. So good. So the safety is there. And oh, you yeah. say you want this to be more approachable for people. And we know space yeah. travel. At this point, if you want to get on a rocket, you have to be a billionaire. We watch them go up every few months. So to get a seat on this is not going to be cheap. $125,000 a person. You're getting more approachable, but are you yeah. hoping over time to lower that price to get it to where maybe it's more doable for people? Yeah, you bet. So we're starting out at $125,000 a seat. Right now, we're just asking people to hold their place with a $1,000 refundable deposit. Uh, and then over time, you bet, our, our plan, our long-term plan is to bring the, uh, the ticket price significantly down, which honestly, this technology will allow us as we begin to scale the business. So that's, that's really cool. Yeah. And I'm also interested in your background. Okay, you have to be a certain kind of person to found a company that makes a balloon that can take people into space. And reading about you, you once lived in a biosphere. <laughs> you are an interesting person, Jane Pointer. So tell us a little bit about your background and what brought you into this business. Yeah, so actually this does definitely go pretty straight back to my time in Biosphere 2. So in the early 90s, eight of us, including my co-founder, Tamer McCallum, both of us, along with six other people, were sealed inside this giant three-acre chamber called Biosphere 2, the idea being that our planet is Biosphere 1. Uh, and we lived inside for two years and 20 minutes. And inside was a miniature rainforest, a savanna, a marsh, an ocean, uh, we had a desert, of course, where we grew our food and then where we lived. And so it was entirely hermetically sealed. Actually, it was sealed tighter than the International Space Station when we were in there. So it was wow. really sealed tight. Yeah. And uh, so inside was all we had. Right. So the plants were producing our oxygen. 
and we were producing the CO2 for our plants to grow our food. And, you know, we were actually at that time, we were eating so many sweet potatoes, we were turning orange. So we were becoming visibly part sweet potato. So it was, <laughs> it was this really interesting experience of being very embedded in our biosphere in a very visceral and real way. And really understanding that what we were doing day for day were having, having this huge impact on the biosphere that we were relying on. And of course, that's extensible to our planetary biosphere. Well, it turns out that that is a very similar experience to the kind of experience that astronauts have when they see our planet from space. So they're seeing our home world from the outside looking in. We were looking at it from the inside looking out. And it gives you this very deep and profound connection to our planet and also sort of the singular human family that, that inhabits our spaceship Earth. So that really set Tabor me on this path to want to take us all to space and have that quintessential astronaut experience. So I've started several companies since then. You know, one of them does technologies uh, that I'm really proud to say that the Paragon has technologies on, on every spacecraft just about in operation uh, in America, uh, soon going to the moon, which is really cool. Uh, and then we also took uh, then Google executive Alan Eustace up to, you may remember that Red Bull Stratospace jump uh, where um, Felix Baumgartner jumped out of a capsule. Well, I do remember that. He broke his record two years later. So, <laughs> <laughs> so, so Alan holds and we hold the record of, of taking the person to the highest altitude under a, under a balloon which was 136,000 feet, which is higher than we'll be taking Spaceship Neptune. Uh, but that was our first foray in taking people up to space. And so now with Space Perspective, we want to take all of us to space. Yeah, very cool. Uh, so when is somebody going to get to go to space? And I know these dates are flexible and they always change, as we've seen from Elon Musk and SpaceX. <laughs> When do you think people will be able to take the first lift up? Like you'll get your first paying customers up there. And how certain are you of that date? Yeah, both great questions. So our current plan is that we will be t uh, having our first crewed flight with a test pilot uh, next year in 2023. And then taking our first commercial customers up that, towards the end of 2024. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's a pretty good estimate. Uh, and certainly what we're aiming for, we're actually aiming to go sooner, but, uh, 24. Yeah. I think, I think it's a, uh, it's a pretty reasonable date. Okay. So you're pretty confident 2024, pretty you'll get confident. some paying customers. Yeah. 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 All right. Fantastic. Have, and, and these balloons, like how hard are they to manufacture and to make? Can you reuse them at the end of the flight? The entire capsule, uh, the entire spaceship is reusable many times, except the material that the balloon is made of. Uh, and so, of course, at the end of the flight, we do collect it and we recycle it. We're actually going to be upcycling it, uh, which is really fun, making useful things out of it when we bring it back. So that, that's kind of cool. Um, and the manufacturing we're doing right here in Florida, you know, one of the things we did last year was do a multi-state competition for where we would be putting our headquarters and our manufacturing, and it's right here in Florida. So we're, we're actually going to be uh, manufacturing our balloons uh, starting here pretty quick. 
And and what's the material made out of this balloon? Is and and what's inside of it? Is it hot air, like a hot air balloon? Yeah. Is it helium? Give me some of the details on that. Yeah, so it is made of polyethylene, a super fancy material that uh, that is used to to carry the capsule, and then there's these really strong tendons that go around the balloon that that, that carry the whole weight of the capsule. Uh, and then what actually lifts? This is buoyancy, right? So one of one of the really cool things about this that rather than you know using brute force to take us up out of the gravity well uh, with rockets, we're able to use a, a gas that is lighter than air and just lifts the capsule and it lifts it up uh, above the atmosphere. And you can think of it almost like ice floating on top of the atmosphere. So you're just floating along the top. It reminds me of that movie Up. Have you seen the movie Up where he takes his house with the huge, yeah, yeah. Uh, it is. it looks like such a big balloon uh, to be able to do that. So here's the thing. So here's the thing to think about. So when this is standing on the launch pad, it is going to be standing about 700 feet tall. So that is significantly wow. taller than the VAB. That is insane. Okay. <laughs> Fascinating. And will you have any idea when it comes back down? Because I know I've been on a hot air balloon ride before. It was very contingent, our landing spot on the wind and everything else. Are you going to have a good idea of where they're going to land when they finally come back down to Earth? Yeah, we better have more than a good idea. You got to know exactly <laughs> where it's going to splash. Uh, so one of the tests that we did uh, last year was to test that exact question. How good are we uh, predicting where it's going to land? You know, and there's been so much work done over the last decades about wind patterns and weather patterns up through the entire profile. And then, of course, we can gather data during the flight uh, that we actually have an extremely accurate account of where it's going to or projection of where it's going to splash. So our goal for our test flight last year, because it was our first flight was, okay, we want to be a kilometer downwind of the vehicle when it splashes. We were 800 meters. So that's really good. So yeah, that know, is we'll, good. Be, we'll be, yeah, we'll be getting the capsule up and out of the water within just a few minutes. So that there's some serious math going into that projection oh, as you yeah. have to deal with all that. Oh yeah, we got some super smart people here. <laughs> Fantastic. And so how many people, uh, last question, you are, as you said, uh, the company is in Cape Canaveral. How many people are you employing here and do you expect to grow even more as you get closer to true launch? Oh, yeah. So we're crossing 50 right now. Uh, and uh, within a couple of years, we'll be over 200 people. Wow. Fantastic. Yeah. That's what we like to hear. The Space Coast is growing. It is burgeoning with new ideas like this. Jane Pointer, co-CEO and founder of Space Perspective, a company that may one day take you to the edge of space with a cup of champagne in your hand. Jane, thank you so much for joining us for Florida's Fourth Estate. We'll see you next week. I'm Matt Austin. Ginger will be back.